You are listening to Mining Stock Education, where you'll learn from the top leaders in the natural resource sector and uncover quality mining investment opportunities. I believe we had a capitulation move, but we've yet to have a slingshot move because like I said, the gold price is yet to get back above 2000 and stay there. Welcome back to Mining Stock Education. I'm Bill Powers chatting with my friend, David Erfley from Junior Miner, junkiewithaY.com. Dave, welcome back on for your monthly check-in on the show. Gold has been powering higher about 200 bucks in the last 30 days amidst uh, uh, financial, macroeconomic issues, as well as war. So that combo has really powered gold higher. Do you think it stays here and goes higher, or are we going to see a drop back down? Well, uh, thanks again for having me on, Bill. Um, it's well, the war in the Middle East has has made the geopolitical picture a lot more precarious now. It's it's weird um, how these these similarities to this to, to to the mid seventies continue to pile up, and and the war in the Middle East is like the the cherry on top, right? I mean, fifty years to the day is when um Hamas attacked uh Israel 50 years ago to start what was what was what was the beginning of, of the Yom Kippur war and that led to an Arab Arab oil embargo it led to the, the the price of oil tripling the the price of gold doubling um and at the same time you you know what led what what was going on before that was we you had debts in the US from the from the Vietnam war creating stagflation and inflation and you had um you basically had uh the, the the federal reserve trying to to fight inflation and uh growth was slowing and inflation was rising creating the creating the term stagflation and um it's, it's all happening again now and it's it's eerily similar to what was happening then and um you know um with 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 the u.s debt situation and just completely untenable i mean it's 40 billion dollars a day now is added to 33 and over 33 and a half trillion now and in 45 days it it builds up another trillion and you know the 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 u.s debt already um that 33.6 or 7 trillion or whatever it is now um 70% 70% of it was a cumulative interest rate. So these bond yields keep going up and uh, the interest keeps going up and um, the deficit in the U.S. is already close to $2 trillion, And in two to three years, it'll be, you know, three or $4 trillion. And, you know, these numbers, they're just way out of control now. And I know these deficits and these debts, everyone's saying debt doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter until it does. And you know the situation is is coming into where the this Middle East uh, turmoil has, like I said, it's made the geopolitical picture uh, picture so much more precarious, and at the same time, um, the, the interest rates are causing this vicious debt circle. Right, like uh, higher interest rates that they cause they cause higher funding costs, and in turn that forces higher debt issuance, and then that causes further bond liquidation which causes the higher rates so you know the gold prices looking at this and saying okay it's time to go up especially after we had this this 1900 floor was penetrated and the bears were able to get a stop run below 1900 and force a move all the way down to 1800 bullion banks covered their shorts 
And now we've had this slingshot move of a $200 price move in two weeks. And so, you know, it ran up to $2,000 a lot faster than, you know, the, and the, than the, the gold price lost 1900 and only got down to 1800 It went down less than $100 in a longer amount of time than it took the gold price to go up $200, twice that much. And go right up to that $2,000 level again. And that $2,000 level is has been resistance for 13 years now. And if you take a look at at the uh, the monthly chart of, of, of the gold price, you see these you see these shooting star reversal candles every time it gets to that region. So it turns around and reverses every time it gets there. So Basically, it's like the boy who cried wolf. Yeah, yeah, gold's back up to 2000 again. It's just going to reverse and go back down. And, th- and that's why you've got the miners and now uh, and, and, and basically silver has has been showing relative weakness on this move. I mean, you saw the gold price move up $200 and you look at the GDX and the GDXJ and they've got just small little white candles. So it's investors are, are just numb to the fact that the gold price can't get above $2,000 and stay there. So silver is the key thing to watch, Dave. Basically, silver and, and the mining stocks. You know, you've taken the thirty level now on the GDX is now stiff resistance. I think that thirty dollar price level now is is in line with the two thousand dollar price level of gold. If you see the gold price get over two thousand again, and tr- and attempt to break out for the fourth time, I mean, this is what happens with with with, with these commodity with commodity markets. Triple tops, you know, are extremely rare. A, a, a level is 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 tested three times, and then the fourth time is usually the charm where it goes up. And you know, it's not a head and shoulders top. If it was a head and shoulders top, it would look more ominous. And all it is is it's the gold price trying to get above two thousand for three years now, building this huge base. And bigger the base, the higher in space. I mean, when, when gold got to a thousand, it only took a year to clear it. And look, when once it did, the gold price pretty much doubled within a couple of years. Well, now this base is three years and, you know, pick a catalyst. I mean, there's so many of of what could take the gold price above 2000 and keep it there. I mean, you've got geopolitical catalysts, you've got macroeconomic catalysts, you've you've got, uh, uh, we're going into election an an election year. That's just going to be crazy. I mean, you've got the, the, the Republican candidate is is probably going to be in court and t- until the election. And then the Democrat candidate is trying to be impeached by a Republican-controlled House that can't even figure out who their speaker's going to be. And, you know, and everybody's forgotten that, that hey, we've got this debt situation that, that that's coming to a head on November 17th that was kicked, the can was kicked down the road last month. So it's just a big mess. And, you know, gold is sniffing all this out. And so your bullish gold, unless it breaks that seven-year gold stock cycle that you've talked about, right? That would you would need to see that happen before you to before you would turn on gold and possibly sell some of your gold juniors. Yes, I mean I don't see that happening. I mean um, the gold stocks bottom every seven years. Two thousand one they bottomed. Two thousand eight they bottomed. And two thousand sixteen they bottomed. And two thousand fifteen they bottomed. And 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 in two thousand twenty two of last year they bottomed. We had uh, the G, the the GDX hit. Uh, I think it was twenty one fifty, and um, it's made a higher low now. 
And it, can it can it go down and retest that low? I think it it, it probably could if we see more panic in the stock market and in, in the gold market, you know, and, and the gold price gets caught up into it and gets back below gets back below nineteen hundred again, which I don't see, but anything's possible with with, with with the gold sector. But yes, but but what didn't bottom in November of last year, October November of last year was juniors. Right, the, the, the miners bottom, the GDX and the GDXJ, which are basically you know the the, the majors and the mid tiers, they bottomed, but the juniors continued to go lower, and a lot of them are trading at, at prices last seen in two thousand in two thousand sixteen even and even lower. These things are being given away for pe- for pennies on the dollar for what they've got in the ground. So, um. The gold price at two thousand dollars needs to be a floor before before these things start to get love again, because basically it's just been us resource investors trading amongst ourselves for the past 10, 10, 12 years, and the generalist has been out of this sector. And if you take a look at the volume on on the uh, on the venture, it just can you continues to dwindle lower and lower and lower the last time volumes were this low gold was at 250 dollars an ounce and when it's down like this and 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 all all these these quality companies they come out with good results or they've done a great job of de-risking their project and they've got multi-millions of gold ounces in the ground in a great jurisdiction but if they need money the street knows this so they can play around with their stock and they can get even cheaper so how do you discern a, a bottom, a capitulation event, like you mentioned, uh, January 2016, where we saw the junior mining stocks turn up? I was a part of that, so I experienced that firsthand. So if a company needs to be financed, you've advised listeners, make sure they have at least 18 months of runway before you buy the stock. But I think I remember in 2016, some of the ones that weren't financed began to run a little too before they got recapitalized. So h- how do you view that, Dave? We had a capitulation event. I believe recently in this month, end of, tail end of last month in October, September, October in the, in the junior sector again. And, um, I believe we had a capitulation move, it, but we've yet to have a slingshot move because like I said, the gold price is yet to get back above 2000 and, 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 and stay there i mean each time it gets to 2000 or even goes a bit above it we get that reverse reversal it goes back down and even more people and even more investors get rid of their juniors get rid of their gold miners you know i don't want anything to do with gold and but what needs to change is that that two thousand dollar price needs needs to be a solid floor and investors need to, investors need to start to have some fear in the stock market. I mean, take a look at the S and P five hundred. It's it closed below its uptrend line from from from, from last year's uh, bottom on Friday, and then it started to sell off this morning. But we had a reversal, so that forty two fifty level is still playing with that. And basically, you know this. So there's there's seven basically seven stocks. That are driving the S and P, right? The seven magnificent seven AI stocks, and and the poster child for these stocks have has been Nvidia, right? And if you, Nvidia's gone up five times since its low last year, and it's got a head and shoulders top on it right now. 
and you know the PE ratio was completely out of control, and you know the book value and everything and all that, which I'm sure your 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 audience knows. So if you t- if you take a look at at Nvidia tried to break that neckline today and it reversed and it's got a white candle on it now today. So I think Nvidia gets below 400, and you know you start to see these other stocks, Microsoft, Apple, and these other AI stocks start to sell off. And we start to get some fear in the stock market. That needs to happen before gold gold stocks start to get a bid. And I don't think that happens until the gold price, like I say, gets above two thousand. It stays there. Um, we need to have a monthly close above twenty one hundred in the gold price, and that will get momentum traders. That'll get everybody in because that will sit. That will technically signify a breakout of a three year base in in the in the gold price. Um, you know, like I said, you know, that 2000, that $2,000, uh, dollar price level is so significant. You know, it, it ran up to 1925 in 2011. Everybody, his brother was saying it's going to 2000, it's going above it. And all the, you know, the, 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 the CEOs of mining companies believed that also. So they went out and, 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 and bought all these, you know, low grade bulk tonnage projects that weren't going to be, that weren't going to be, um, economic until the gold price had a $2,000 floor and they all started to price that in already. And it, and it pretty much ruined the mining sector because they did it all with dilution. They bought all these companies with, the, with, with, with their, with their pay, with their overpriced paper. And, um, you know, they've learned their mistakes. They've learned from their mistakes from all this, but the gold price going sideways for so long and not being able to break out while the stock market continues to go up. And now people get 5% return on their money in the bank. Why should I own gold? Why should I own gold stocks? So that's that all that's done is create an incredible opportunity because this always happens in this sector. You get everybody out of the gold pool before the next major up leg begins. And it always starts with a false move. We just had that false move, but that false move is not finished yet. It's only got to 2000. So it's probably going to consolidate here for a while because that's a that's a that, that's a really major level, you know. And, and while while Israel waits on the ground to to invade, right? And will that bring in Iran? Will that bring in Syria? You know, will that will, will that uh, get those warships that are sitting in the harbor, the U.S. warships? You know, um, start start firing on 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 things as well. I don't know. Is that, is this going to escalate into World War Three? I certainly hope not. I don't want that to be the reason why my why my gold stocks and, and and my gold goes up. That's the last thing I want. But it is what it is. I mean, we've got geopolitic we've got the geopolitical and the macroeconomic um lined up here because the market knows the Fed's not going to raise rates anymore. You, you, you look at the CME Fed watch tool on Friday after 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 Powell was done speaking in New York, it was it took uh, a rate hike in November completely off the table. And there's actually a two percent chance of a rate cut in November now, which is you know, a week away, and only a 24% chance that, that the Fed's going to raise rates in December. Uh, the F- Fed's done raising rates. They can't raise rates in this environment anymore. Even Jerome Powell said that it, it takes 12 to 18 months for a, a rate hike cycle like this to, to, to permeate the system. And he's, all, he's also said the, the bond market's done a lot of the work for us. So the Fed's not going to raise rates anymore. So, um, and as soon as they're forced to to, to cut, and as, as soon as they start to, to add to their balance sheet again, that's when gold will really take off. 
because eventually that's you know that's where this is going to lead to it's going to lead to the to the, the to the federal reserve buying up buying up things again and backstopping everything and creating you know another nightmare as far as as, as the value of our money is concerned um that's what government does you know they they create these problems and then they pat themselves on the back for fixing them yeah, as a wise man once told me he said it's amazing what you can get done in politics if you give somebody else the credit because uh, exactly. politicians don't mind taking credit for things when when right. it goes right. Yeah, right. Vote for me, and I'll fix this. Mm-hmm. Right, Dave. Do you follow the short report on the little juniors you uh, invest in? Does does that matter to you? Like the short interest in particular stocks? It it does because you know I mean all these these major moves always start with short covering. I mean that's what happened in 2016. Right, we had we had the. The GDX and the GDXJ down 85% in four years going into 2016, building a base for like six months. And then the second week of 2016, that base was was broken, right? And we saw selling go below that base and it 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 faked a lot of people out of position. You know, there was myself and I know a lot of other people. A lot of other investors that I know and that I don't know were accumulating quality juniors into the end of 2015, expecting a big move in the first quarter. But before that big move, it had a false move lower and it got a lot of people out of position. They're like, oh, I'm too early. There's going to be another move down. And they got stopped out or they sold. This is why you can't use stops in these juniors, right? You just can't. Um, and on virtually on the same day that it broke, it was an intraday reversal. And it, it was an intraday reversal. It got back above that six month line that it was accumulating at, and it didn't stop for six months. And a lot of these juniors went up five, 10, 15, 20 times in six months. I believe that is in our future again. And what it did also was it opened the finance window, right? And it opened the finance window for all the lifestyle companies too. So, you know, 85% of these these juniors are, are pretty much uninvestable as far as I'm concerned. I know you've heard Rick Rule say this a hundred times and, and he's right. It's it's my job to, to to sift through them all and find out the ones that are investable and, and accumulate them and just hold on to them for, to wait for this slingshot move to happen. And it happens, it could happen on a day where there isn't a catalyst. There, the, the catalyst could happen beforehand and it just doesn't happen until that algorithm switch flips in the opposite direction. And all of a sudden, everything starts going up as opposed to going down. Because all the, a lot of these stocks are have these bullish falling wedges. You just don't know where that falling knife is going to stop, right? And then when it turns around, it goes up so fast. And these stocks go up so fast because the, the big reason is because this, this sector is just so tiny, right? I mean, if you took the entire mining sector and put it into one company, that company would be have a market cap of about $380 billion, which is the market cap of Home Depot. We just have to wait and find out what that catalyst is going to be, when it's going to happen, and and you'll know it too. You'll start to see these, these stocks just take off and have these big, huge white candles. But we don't know this time around is if is if these lifestyle companies are, are going to get financed again. I hope they don't because a lot of them need to go away. There's too many of them. They need to go away or the better ones need to merge with others. And um, 
because a lot of things have to change in, in in this sector to 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 attract that generalist investor. Because you know, the first they're going to get into the nuance, they're going to get into the royalty companies. You know, they're going to get into Royal Gold, they're going to get in Franklin, Nevada, they're going to get into Newmont, Barrick. You know, and then it trickles down into the to the mid tiers, and then it finally gets down to the juniors. And sometimes it all happens at once. In 2016, it all happened at once because. We had that 85% move down in four years and, and the shorts who just cleaned up, who were shorting all the way down that, that the, 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 the flip, the, the switch flip time to cover our shorts. And then when the short, short covering always starts the major move. And then when, when, when value investors see the short covering move start, that's when they move it. So you got a combination of value investors coming in to, to short covering. You know, because they because because they gotta they've gotta buy back their stocks that they shorted to 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 profit. That's how it works. And then you you have the you have you have the um the the investors that are that are value investors that that are waiting around that are, that see or they're accumulating now or they're waiting that see how cheap these things are and they're just waiting for that day to happen, as it always does in this sector. Dave, last question. When it comes to private placements, you and I in the past have only done them if we get, usually get a warrant, which means if we're right on that speculation, we get the added upside and leverage of the warrant, which is a right to purchase a share at a given price within a given time frame. for those that don't know. So uh, recently I had some warrants expire out of the money and the broker says, you want to- We you all want, have. Right, we have. But but my, what I, the point I'm building to, which is going to form the premise for my question is- they were in the money, you know, maybe a hundred percent within the last twelve months, but they were out of the money when it came time for expiry. I've had others where it's a forty cent whole warrant, and the stock at one time traded at a buck fifty. But because I had two years of time premium still in it, I I'm didn't just exercise away. exactly, yeah. and then it expired worthless. Another Been one, in that boat. <laughs> yeah. So I, I have about four or five experiences where I had like nice profits, at least on pay f- paper for the in the money portion of the warrants. But because I had so much t- time premium in it, I didn't do it. Uh, you have any stories or wisdom for me oh. on this? Oh yeah. It's uh, the same thing has happened to me. And the great news for, you know, your list, your listeners is most, most of your listeners, they're not accredited investors. So, you know, they don't, they're like, okay, that's that, that I'm sorry, too bad for you, but all that does for me is it gives me an opportunity to to load up on these things for cheaper, and I don't have to deal with going. I don't have to. I don't. I don't have to be an accredited investor. I can buy these things so cheap right now that it really doesn't matter. I don't need a warrant. And no, I've had I've had things that that were that were up to a certain level, and I thought, well, should I should I go ahead and exercise them now? Well, I, I've got a couple more years left, and it sure looks like this bull market's going to go a while, so. I'm going to go ahead and wait. I've left a lot of money on the table that way. Absolutely. I've done the same thing. I've matter of fact, I stopped doing private placements a couple of years ago. I mean, as soon as they introduced the, the, um, the, the, the rule of, of the, the legend removal rule of will sell, have sold legend removal. You have to sell the stock before you have to sell the stock before you get the legend removed and all these different rules and, and, the, and the, and the service fees they keep adding. I know recently they added added even more service fees, and they won't uh, house your certificates if the stock is is less than fifty cents. 
and all these rules. It's like they're saying, you know what, United States investors, we just don't want your money. So I, I listened a couple of years ago and, and I, 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 I stopped participating. It doesn't make sense anymore. It's not worth having to pay all these extra fees, having that have sold, will sell legend removal because Canadians and international investors don't have to deal with legend rules. They, they could sell their, they could sell their private placement shares four months in a day after they, they did the private placement. And we have to continue, continue, continue to wait and pay extra fees. So it's just not worth it. And especially now where these things, a lot of these things are trading with perpetual warrant prices. So why take the chance of getting into a private placement and pay extra fees when you don't have to? Dave, your website is juniorminerjunkiewiththewhy.com. Still open slots in your subscription, which you limit to 500? Yeah, a little more now. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. But I, you know, I, I give, I give my subscribers a pretty comprehensive uh, look at what's happening in the marketplace, not just in the junior sector. Anything that affects the gold price, uh, I let them know about. I give them a, like a macroeconomic overview each week, give them a technical analysis on each stock. I give them the top 10 news stories and, and I break down all the news story, uh, all the news releases of the companies also. So it's a pretty comprehensive weekly update. Excellent. Well, Dave, always appreciate your insights. We'll be touching base with you in about 30 days. Look forward to it, Bill. Thanks. Thank you for listening to Mining Stock Education. Please subscribe and share this show with like-minded investors. Connect with us at miningstockeducation.com and sign up for our email list to stay in touch. Much success to you as you learn about, invest in, and profit from mining stocks. The mining business is one that generates gigantic wealth. You know, a good drill hole that converts it might cost fifty or $100,000, and it might discover something worth a couple billion. There is no sector that I know of that has offered up as many predictable circumstances uh, where there was the possibility, certainly not the certainty, but the possibility of 10 for 1 returns as there is in small cap and micro cap mining stocks. Concomitant with that, if you don't do the work, or even if you do do the work and don't discipline yourself on the sell side, there are very few places in the world where you can lose as much money as quickly as in mining stocks too. I just started to study up on mining stocks and I just became fascinated because this is such a tiny sector and it's so volatile that either you could really, you could do really, really well, or you could pretty much get blown out of the water really quickly. The mining sector is a very risky sector. It can take your money very, very quickly. Don't fall in love with stocks. Don't be overly confident. And just do your work as best you can. Do your very best. But don't fall in love and don't get too overly confident because um, that's a recipe for disaster. I have met you know, professional retail investors that have made a tremendous amount of money on the junior mining space. Some of them aren't accredited, and they just they spend their days researching, talking to people, being on the phone, being pouring through financial documents. But it requires commitment.
This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be considered personal legal or investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell securities or any other product. We make every effort to be accurate, but the information presented is not to be considered infallible. It may contain errors and we offer no inferred or explicit warranty. If personal advice is needed, consult a qualified legal, tax, or investment professional. Do not base any investment decision on the information contained on miningstockeducation.com, our podcasts, or videos. Make sure you always conduct your own thorough due diligence before investing. Realize that we may hold equity positions in or be compensated by some of the companies we feature and therefore are biased and hold an obvious conflict of interest. For our full disclaimer, please visit our website.